You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Today, I'm joined by Jason Brandon. Big surprise. Yep. Big surprise. (laughs) We're we're always here. Special guest, Jason Brandon. I feel like we're part of the show now. Yeah. I think if we stick around long enough, (laughs) Jason. I think we might be permanently invited back. (laughs) We're doing all right, yeah. When I say... I'm joined today by Chase and Brandon. It does kind of sound like you guys are visitors, huh? Yeah. 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 I'm, I don't know why I say that. We haven't made the bump to co-host <laughs> you should yet. It be called so. the, the Greg 30 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> today, I am joined today by by my co-host. Greg <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah. the other hosts of this podcast are Brandon and Chase, and they are here every week, and so I'm going to try... <laughs> I'm going to try not to keep saying that now. <laughs> one of us is going to be gone one of these days. Though. One of these I mean, days. One of yeah. these days. If you guys keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've so had some pretty big offers from from some pretty big podcast agencies. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Huh. It's a lie. Well, wait till free agency comes around. <laughs> <laughs> you thought NBA free agency was a match. Just wait. Wait till podcast free agency comes around. <laughs> so, um, so, Chase... You're going backpacking. I am. This week. Yep. That's weird. Where are you headed? It's shocker, huh? I am heading to the Wind Rivers. Mm. We're going to go try and have a little fun in Titcomb Basin. That's the goal right now. Cool. You say that so. because I think there's still snow, right? Yeah, there's still, from what I understand, there's still quite a bit of snow in the basin. And today but is July 17th. Yep. At the time of this recording. But from trail reports, it's looking like it should be pretty clear. Um, Island Lake for sure. Probably making it in the basin. I don't know if we'll camp there. Kind of just going to take it day at a time. We'll see where we... You don't have a specific... Goal. You're not climbing a mountain. <clears throat> no, we're not going to go summit anything. Okay. Just going to go do some fishing and take Is that easy. a thing? Is that allowed? You, you're, go, you're going without an objective. I don't know if it should be allowed. <laughs> we'll so figure something out, but I still have 24 hours. So, so, so that's my, that's what I do too. But <laughs> people, so there's a lot of people that do not think that way. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I'm kind of one of those. Well, actually, no, I, I love going into the back country without an objective, but it's been a long time since I've done that. But that, those are like my favorite trips to just go with, with no plans of where to go or what to do. Just a map and a compass and like five days food and and the gear for it anyway that's like my favorite thing and that's what my wife and i are going to do next week we got babysitters to watch our kids and so she and i and the dog are just heading out for five day four or five days into the winters as well 
We're not sure yet where we're going to go. We don't have any objectives, no plans or anything, but we're just going to head out with the the winds. The map and compass. The winds, wherever the winds take us. Wherever the winds take us. Yeah. Going that way. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm um, super excited. It'll be nice to get out there. So most people go into the cert or into the uh, Titcomb Basin because they're planning to climb Gannett Peak, right? Mm-hmm. But you yeah. guys are just gonna fish and yeah, we're just gonna fish chill. and kind of hang out and just chill. Cool. Um, you taking a ten car rod? I'm not taking a ten car. I'm taking a. I'm gonna take a little uh, four piece spin cast rod. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, uh, Leaky Waiters uh, podcast that I produce uh, there was a deep discussion about t- tenkara and Versus whether or not fly. that's real fishing um yeah. uh it basically it's uh there's a split in the fly fishing community and uh, i think for what for something like that like the use of backpacking and to use in high alpine environments that's exactly what it's for yeah i yeah. agree i think tenkara is great yeah. it's awesome it's lightweight i'd be saving weight but i like using spinners on those high alpine lakes i think it's kind of fun so. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm kind of split too because I tried the Tinkara thing out for backpacking, and I really enjoy it on like small streams and stuff. But I get kind of bored. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Like I, when I take my normal fly rod, I I think it's more fun. I enjoy like casting further and messing with the line and getting everything tangled. And I I don't <laughs> know. Kidding. That's the essential part. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I find myself like we either myself or my father-in-law we usually take a 10 car rod one of us does and we usually have a couple of fly rods and stuff and i almost all the time choose the flyer the you, normal fly do you know rod. the slingshot method probably not it's with the fly <laughs> rod i don't fly fish but i learned this last night from the fly fishing pros okay. um but it's a way to it's it's more of like a um like a like a bow and arrow think of like where you pull the line back and let it go right to but so you don't have to cast with your fly line when you're in tight spaces like that mm. it's huh. some sort of yeah anyway i don't know how to do it but look it up That's well i think google um, i'm YouTube. not sure if i'm doing it right but i think i do that when yeah. i'm in small but i'm i don't know i'll have to look it up because i know what i do is kind of like that <laughs> maybe i'm doing it but i don't this know this is the greg version of it yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> But I do get I do get tangled more than the average fly fisherman, <laughs> so maybe I'm not doing it right. Um, anyway, so uh, Chase, what are what kind of clothing are you taking? So right now it's it's summer up there. The temperatures are pretty warm and everything, but there's been such a heavy snow year that there's still a bit of snow and still lots stuff. Of snow. So yeah, what, what um, stuff are you taking? I'll take one pair of pants. I don't typically take pants. I usually just take like a pair of uh, long johns or leggings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a pair of pants because I feel like I'll be hiking in those a lot, um, and I just have a pair of Arcteryx pants I'm gonna take, and then some Nerona shorts, and that's all I'm gonna take for bottoms. One pair of underwear. No swimming trunks. I swim in my my undies. You Your skivvies. Yeah. Okay. I've I've taken swimsuits backpacking, but I end up just like jumping in the lake without it. I'm like, well, like I can ditch that weight. Um, and then I'm just taking a merino wool shirt and. The Arcteryx uh, Cerium SL, and I might take a thin, um, like merino top, but I'm not sure yet. And a rain jacket. Cool. Those are pretty what's much. What's the my, What's the highs supposed to be? Uh, it's saying it's looking like sixty-five. Oh, okay. Ballpark. That sounds great right now. So pretty, 
it, it shouldn't be too bad. Lows are in the like low 40s, high 30s. So, not too bad. My friend was up there two or two weeks ago, and he said it dipped down to like 32, 31, 32. Yeah, but chilly. they've they've hit a quite a warm streak. It looks like looking at the forecast last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks, it's definitely trending up and snow levels rising really quick. So I'm not too worried about that being too cold. Yeah. Cool. So I think, you know, talking about clothing systems and stuff, I'm I'm going to be somewhere similar. I'll probably have a base layer bottom and top. Mm-hmm. And I'll use that to sleep in if I need to. Or, um, you know, sometimes I, sometimes if it's cool but not cold, I'll just hike in a base layer bottom with shorts over the top or something. Not usually, but but occasionally, um, but I'll probably have base layer top and bottom, probably have a pair of hiking pants. That'll be my only pair of pants. And same thing with you. If I decide to jump in a lake, then I usually just strip down to my skivvies and jump in that way. And if it's going to be me and my wife and we're out in the middle of nowhere and no one's going to be there, then we don't need to talk about that though. (laughs) Well, what I mean, (laughs) what I mean is that if I'm with people who are not my wife, then I'll jump into my underwear. Uh, if my wife is there, then I'm not worried about just keeping my underwear dry. And so I do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> when your wife's there, those underwear. I try to on. show a, a bit of respect. For it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of people out on it. Screw it. We're going in naked. Cisco boy. Yeah, I don't care. With all the people at the lake. <laughs> the, what other fish, though? Come on. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not saying that she's jumping in with me or anything, but um, but anyway, that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. So right on. And then I'll take. I probably, you know, if I'm going by myself or I'm going with people and we're going to be trying covering a ton of miles, hiking morning to night and stuff, then I'll take a real lightweight down vest instead of a down jacket. I've got the Cerium SL, the Arcteric Cerium SL vest that I'll take as just sort of my insulating layer. Um, but with my wife, I'm not sure. She's a, a really strong hiker, but I'm not sure if she's going to want to hike from morning till evening. And so we're it's more of just kind of a relaxing trip that we're planning. And and so I'm not sure yet what, what we're going to do. If we decide to try to cover a lot of miles and, and hike all day, then I'll probably take a lighter weight down jacket. And if we're going to be getting to camp in the afternoon and chilling and hanging out, and stuff then i'll probably take a slightly warmer down jacket like the cerium lt or uh, i've got a western mountaineering jacket that's kind of similar weight that's just a touch warmer um, something along those lines and then a lightweight rain jacket now the i've got a few jackets i've got the a bear house jacket that's like three ounces that is just tiny and weighs nothing and i'll take that if the weather is supposed to be like sunny no chance of rain i'll take that as just uh afternoon thunderstorm just in case type jacket if it looks like there's going to be slightly more chance of rain than that then i i've got the um the rab kinetic plus the kinetic plus and that's probably the rain jacket that you're taking i'm guessing that's exactly what i'm taking and so I'll probably take that, and um, uh, most likely that's going to be the one I take. It's pretty light. It's like nine ounces. It's stretchy. It's super breathable. So it's a good one to to hike in in the yeah. in the bad weather, and um, also a good one to hike in if it's good weather. But it's just a cool morning or something. It's you don't get too clammy in that one. And if 
the weather looks like it's going to be quite rainy, then I'll probably take a lightweight Gore-Tex shell. Um, I've got a, an Arcteric shell that's like 11 ounces or something, but I found that in loads of rain, the Gore-Tex jacket tends to be a little bit more um, reliably water waterproof, so mm-hmm. that's probably what I'll choose to do. And then um, trying to think what else... So what other things are you going to take? What well, what shirt do you wear backpacking in? Oh, yeah. So I like to wear a button-up shirt with a collar. And I like, like to do... Like a church th- shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. White. I like... Van Heusen? I, I really... Van <laughs> Yeah, I really prefer white. Um, white church shirts. Cotton, yeah. preferably... Um, I hear Calvin Klein is coming out with a new one. Really? Yeah, you should look into it. I thought you said Calvin Klein, which <laughs> is like <laughs> the outdoor version. <laughs> yeah, we should start that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's, funny. A, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, a button-up like a, a tech t fabric, a tech fabric, but button-up collared shirt is what I usually prefer because I like to be able to flip up the collar and kind of protect the back of my neck from getting roasted if I'm hiking all day. And um, so that's that's usually what I do. I've got a outdoor research jacket, or uh, not jacket, shirt. shirt. I'm trying to remember that's what. That's what mine is. It's outdoor. I don't, I, it was a total accident. Like I bought it for more of the style than the performance. And turns out that's my go-to that's hiking, like backpacking shirt. Yeah, I, it's amazing. Yeah. It gets wet, dries fast, and just a button-up college outdoor research shirt. Yeah. The one that I have is the Astroman. Mm-hmm. And that's a super lightweight, real stretchy fabric and stuff. That's the one that I really prefer for the like hot summer weather because it is so light, dries quickly and everything. That's that's kind of my go-to. And for like spring and fall when it's a little bit cooler and I can go with something a little thicker and warmer, I've got um, actually our we have some cool KUHL uh, cool button-up shirts that we got as uniforms for the store. And of all of the different shirts, I've got a bunch of different shirts, an icebreaker and some others, and that's one of my favorite for backpacking. Mm. It it even has the Gear 30 thing on yeah. it. For, but I really like that shirt for backpacking, so I do use that one quite a bit. I took that shirt to, to Europe two years ago, and I only took like two shirts over there, and I wore that thing all the time, obviously, because I didn't have any other option. Yeah. But it's a great, it's really, really comfortable. It's really breathable. Right. What is that one called? I'm trying to think of the model of it, but it's got kind of a slightly thicker, nicer <sighs> front called? with a kind of a meshy made from soft cool. fabric in the back and under the arms. Yeah, made from cool. Made by cool. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember either. But, but it's a good one. <laughs> really like it. Really good. Um, it's not the... So the why not a t-shirt or... <sighs> I mean, because I've worn like a merino wool in the past, which I actually really like to do, especially in cold mornings, like a merino wool base layer t-shirt, um, but, or um, a tech, tech shirt, tech tee or something. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with those. Um, what I, I like a collared button up because for one, I've got the collar to protect my neck. I, I can unbutton the shirt a little bit to vent. I like to the show day. my one hair on my chest. Yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah. So. I, know, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I like to like, if it's a hot day, I like to be able to unbutton and let a little bit of air flow through and stuff oh. like that. 
Um, also, if I'm trying to really impress my wife, I'll unbutton a couple of the top buttons. Like, just keep going down. Just <laughs> a little bit for, day, yeah. Yeah. By the time you show up to camp, it's like fully unbuttoned. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I'm on your page. <laughs> Button every yeah. two miles. Yeah, so... Uh, that would be a funny so way to you know, know how far in you've hiked. Yeah, each yeah, mile, just mile. do Boom. button, done, button, button, button. Yeah, when, the, when the shirt's undone, it's time to... You know for, you've gone eight miles. time to set up camp. Is <laughs> yeah. that right? Yeah. So um, now that you guys know all my secrets... Um, I'm not hiking with Greg. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I I prefer button-ups for, for that reason. I feel like there's a little bit more versatility. Plus, got to look nice for the mountains, you know? Mm. Got to gotta dress mm. nice. So. Yeah. No, I don't know... I don't know why I love, I love that shirt. It's yeah. a, just a button up. It's, I don't know what the material they use for that OR shirt, but it's, it's something that, you know, it does have a little bit of sun protection in it. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets wet, it really does dry fast. Um, it's something that doesn't hold the stink, which is why I didn't like just like traditional tech shirts or whatever, the poly, whatever tech shirts. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I smelled like a garbage can after one day, but this, this particular OR shirt, yeah, you can hide. I use it the whole trip. Yeah, it's just the day. It's just the daily you go to, and then I I do take uh, a 150 base layer merino, um, like it's an icebreaker, uh, just cool mornings or or whatever. And I've I've hiked in that in hot summer days locally, just that back when I was skinnier because it's form fitting, um, <laughs> tight t shirt, and I it was kind of it was kind of nice. I yeah. liked it because it feels like. It keeps it keeps you cool. It's ironically, it keeps you cool even though it's a merino wool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, merino has a a crazy ability to keep you cool when it's hot and warm when it's cool. Uh, I I was gonna say I don't know how it does it. I actually do know how it does it. And if we had more time, I'd go into ex- <laughs> explain all that. But um, super cool. And merino's really good at that. And if you if you're hiking in really warm weather, then I love a merino blend or like a bamboo blend shirt. The ideal, I think, is merino bamboo blend. There aren't many many companies out there that do that, but for those that do, that's like the sweet spot, in my opinion, for warm weather. But a bamboo blend is going to give you a lot of the perks of the merino, um, the quick drying, the anti-stink, and all that. It's natural fiber and stuff, super soft, but it keeps you slightly cooler than merino but it's not as ideal for insulating if it gets cool. And so for the high mountains, Merino is kind of the ideal because you still get the cooler temperatures in the evening, warm temperatures during the day, and one shirt that covers that whole range is awesome. I love icebreaker Merino wool stuff, um, and I've got a bunch of icebreaker brand Merino stuff, and I've got a, um, well, I don't currently, I had an icebreaker polo that just had two or three buttons near the top with the collar. And that was one of my go-tos because I still had the collar. I could still unbutton it a little bit for a little bit of venting when it got hot during the day and stuff. But, but yeah, that one's worn out. So now I, my go-to is that OR shirt. So what shirt, I, what shirt you wear? <coughs> I wear, I have a cool light that I'll take on this trip, a mm-hmm. icebreaker cool light. Um, so icebreaker, icebreaker is expensive. You're right, it is. But that's why. It's because when you have your choice, which we do because we work in a gear shop, of any shirt to buy, a lot, we will buy an icebreaker shirt. Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? And that's why they can get they, meaning, I mean, it's it, there's more to it than that, but that's the, the price is worth it. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right. 
Right. I love Icebreaker. I mean, we sell an Icebreaker shirt, and it, it takes some commitment to buy one, but those customers come back for more because they realize, I mean, it's so quick drying. You can wear one shirt for your whole backpack trip, and it won't get super stinky. Um, so, And they dip it in the water. If it does start to get a little stinky, dip it in the water, and dries off so quick. So... I, and I, I like the cool light for summer. The cool lights, it's woven with tensile, so it does a little bit better job at cooling um, as well as it doesn't do quite as good as heating, but it has a little bit better than cooling at cooling than their typical merino. So that's probably what I'll take. I have long hair, so I don't have to worry about the, the, the neck, thing. neck thing. I used to hike in polos or a button-up, and I still enjoy it. They're really comfortable. They can breathe really well, but with long hair, I, I like wearing just a one merino shirt and that's it yeah um i think the cool light stuff what do they say it like dries three times faster and mm-hmm. um keeps you 40 percent cooler and stuff like that it's pretty yeah. cool stuff so it's definitely cool light for summer is awesome and just typical merino for more your fall winter stuff yeah so. i've got a couple of cool light shirts that have turned into some of my favorite trail running shirts mm-hmm. just really yeah, totally really like them um so the other thing I would mention, so when we talk about icebreaker, what we're talking about is merino wool stuff. So there's other brands out there that do merino wool. There's Smart Wool, there's I, um, Ibex, there's... 33... Uh, I don't think Ibex is around anymore. Are they not around? I think they're defunct. Are they? Oh. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, a lot of other companies are starting to make them too. Fjall Raven has some merino lot sure. pieces. Um, most companies have adopted a merino piece of some sort. Right. And there's there's a company out of Australia called IO Merino, which I've got a couple of their pieces that I really like. Um, most people know Smartwall. Yeah. Right. What, yeah. The reason why we've gone with Icebreaker, well, there are a few reasons. We've gone with Icebreaker because they were one of the originals. Um, they are actually kind of the original to make merino wool apparel there were merino wool socks before but they did merino wool apparel and um the other thing is is they've they've been really good about trying to well they source some of the very best merino available all from new zealand so new zealand and australia tend to be two of the places that have the best merino wool and there's some really good merino wool from the united states as well um but they they source New Zealand merino wool, which is some of the best. And the the way that they work with their merino wool farmers is really cool. They treat the farmers right. They give them long-term contracts, which gives some more stability to the farmers so they don't feel a pressure to... to um, they can treat their animals right and stuff like that and make sure that all of that, that whole process is really clean and people are, are taking care... The farmers are taken care of, the animals are taken care of, all of that type of stuff. Um, and you can actually trace your your icebreaker pieces back to the farm where the sheep were found. You can actually see the farms where the, the sheep where are coming sourced, from and yeah. stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Not every company does that. They've, they've tried to kind of take it to the next level as far as being able to make sure that everything is ethical in their whole processes. And... Um, and so, and as far as a company goes, we've worked with them for a long time. And they've been a great company to work with. So I wouldn't say that their pieces are better than what you'd get from Smart Wool or others, but their company is a good company and they, they run a good company and they make, I think they've generally made good decisions as far as how to treat people right and how to 
keep the processes clean. So that's one of the main reasons why we've chosen Icebreaker. And at the Outdoor Retailer Show, their models are beautiful. <laughs> Boys and girls. Reason number two. Reason number and 764. They're very, yeah. Yeah. They very, work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. a that's one that I hadn't considered, but uh, <laughs> I just remember like anytime we're at OR, it's like okay, well, let's go ahead and walk by the icebreaker. <laughs> <food. laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's that. Um, but anyway, so icebreaker's great, and that's one reason why you know we're big icebreaker fans, and we that's our go-to for base layers. That's our go-to for hiking layers for backcountry Underwear layers per day. Uh, mm-hmm. Every <laughs> that as well. So. Yeah. So, um, cool. Uh, any other key things that you, you're planning on taking that we, I mean, there's Apparel. so many, so many things that we're talking about. A foam hat. Uh, <laughs> foam hat. Foam yeah. hat. Yeah. I'll have my visor, my OR visor. And a buff. Uh, yeah. Buff. And then, um, probably take darn tough socks for my socks. Darn tough socks. I think I will too. Do you take gators anymore? Does anybody do gators? Yeah. Anymore? Trail if, gators? No. I, mean, I you know. I like trail gators. I just never think about it until <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Same. Um, I'll probably actually take a pair of LeBent socks as well, which Greg mentioned earlier, the Merino bamboo blend, and LeBent's doing a Merino bamboo blend. So their socks are super comfortable. They're long, long-lasting. They heat and cool really well. So I'll probably take one pair of those and then a pair of darn tests. Yeah, I'll take two pairs of socks as well. Mine will probably be a, probably a pair of darn tufts and a pair of icebreakers, both Merino wool. Um, I, I just like, I like both brands. I don't really prefer one over the other. So, um, my wife, I just bought her some LeBent socks. And so she's going to take those and test them out. We'll see how they, how she likes them so She'll far. Like them. So far she loves them that she says they're the softest socks she's ever had. Um, and I believe it. They feel awesome. But, um, so yeah, that's that. Sweet. Um, maybe on the next episode we can talk about some of the other gear choices we're gonna take for our Wind River backpacking trips. Because I have a, it's a trending piece of gear mm. that um, I want to know if you're gonna take it backpacking or or have thought about taking it backpacking. I'm not taking my paddleboard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're not trending anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess based on how you've set that up. I'm gonna guess that it's to tune in. You gotta funny. tune in. You gotta tune in. Uh, Maybe not. No, I like it's a functional it piece. Like a it's legit, a functional piece, but it's thing. not one that people would typically think of. But it's a trending piece of gear, and so um, it could potentially be awesome All on right. a backpacking trip. Well, or a waste of space. So. All right. Well, yeah. I'm very curious. <laughs> tune in. Cool. Tune in. Yeah. Tune in. All right. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you want to. Uh, go on to Facebook and like Gear 30. We will, you can um, kind of see some of the sales and stuff that we have going on, some of the different events that we have going on at Gear 30. Also, go to our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. And you can see our weekly sales and, and uh, cool stuff that we have going on. You can also check out our blog and you'll see some updates of our weekly deals. Yeah. Weekly deals. Yeah. Uh, see updates from. Uh, one of our employees, Bryden Bowley, who's out hiking the Continental Divide Trail. You can see some of his gear testing stuff, uh, as well as um, just updates and photos and stuff from his adventures. And um, follow us on inst- Instagram at gear underscore three zero. And I think that's it. I miss anything? No, that's good. Cool. Bye.
Yeah, out there.